Wow. Well, welcome to Money Making Conversation. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. Thank you for joining me every week and, uh, you know, just enjoying life, man. It's been an interesting part of our lives with the, what's happening out there. And it's really uh, opening my eyes to a lot of things that I thought would never happen in my life. I never thought mm. that the flag would change in Mississippi. I never thought that... Uh, that wow, man! It's it's really you know I, I wrote a I do a newsletter every weekend, um, every other weekend. That I talk about it goes out to ninety thousand fan club members. I talk about I thought the big moment in my life was going to be the election of President Obama, and that's not true. What's happening right now is the big moments in our lives, and uh, I'm happy to bring on the show the money making conversations. Everybody knows provide the relatable information to the listener about career, financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest created the Black Men Project. That's right, the Black Men Project. One's a filmmaker, one's a sculpture, one is an anthropologist. They travel the nation archiving the stories. Black men tell a mask and life's meaning. They're rooted in creating safe spaces for healthy conversation, exploring the many nuances that affect men of color. And I am a man of color. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations, the men behind the Black Man Project, Brian Ellison, Anthony Suber, and Marlon Hall. Good morning. How you doing, Good gentlemen? Thank you for having us. Well, first of all, thank you guys for taking the time. Uh, just a little backstory on me. I'm a Texas native. So I know all I'm born in Fifth Ward, Texas, you know, Third Ward, <laughs> born right there and uh, graduated from University of Houston. So I know all about Third Ward and um, and I live in Atlanta, my headquarters in Atlanta. So I w read the Houston Chronicle every day. That's my base. And uh, I ran across a great story about the Black Man Project. And um, I just felt I had to talk to you guys. I did. I, I, I read the story. I went, wow, this is powerful. And, uh, and I wanted to take the time to have this conversation because I know each one of you brings something to the story for the overall concept to be successful. I have Brian uh, on the phone, I have Anthony on the phone, and I have Marlon on the phone. Marlon, I like to call him Big Denver, if y'all don't know him. That's, that's our little side. That's our little side. Say Big Denver, you know. For, you know, if you if hear me just drop off in the Big Denver, I'm really talking to Marlon, okay? <laughs> I thank you, man. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Kind of absolutely. 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 Big. Absolutely. Well, you ain't big. They, they big time, man. Everybody come on my show big time, man. They, they, just, just, you know, I know y'all got a big world. I know y'all sponsored by Google and all. You know, I'm not at Google level, but guess what? I'm good. So let's start it off with you, Brian. Tell us about the Black Man Project. And I'm just here everybody's story because I went to the website, man, and I was emotional. Emotionally drawn in, I would watch the videos. It was like, you know, wow, the the the, the whole uh, guys playing with the you know, holding the the cotton and what yeah. is soft, and it was, it was just a powerful concept. So, just lead us down that first level of the journey here, Brian. Man, the journey started with brotherhood, camaraderie. Man, the journey started with conversations between myself, Marlon, and Anthony. Right. Uh, the journey started with us creating space for one another to be vulnerable in a time and in, in a space where we all realize it's something that we all really needed. And, you know, I think we quickly understood that, you know, if we need this, right. how many other brothers need this and don't have a space for it? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, from there, mm -hmm. um, the Black Man Project was birthed. Okay. And, you know, and, and here we are. Cool. When you, when you say need that, Anthony, what exactly is he referencing? He said need that. What 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 the spirit? Because you you know you have to design. You have to, your hands mean to play a major role in your vision. What do you mean when you say Anthony? I mean when he says yeah. uh, need that. Excuse me, Anthony. 
Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Um, yeah, no, no. I mean, I think what Brian is referring to is this idea that, um, uh, so again, like this whole project is birthed around the idea of having conversations. Right. And, you know, far too many times, you know, for black men, we don't really sit down and have these conversations about, you know, our emotions or things that we're struggling with on the inside. Mm-hmm. And also this idea of um, taking care of ourselves, taking care of ourselves spiritually and mentally. And so when, when Brian is talking about the need of, of these conversations and this project, it is something that has gone for so long uh, unnoticed. You know, a lot of us are, you know, suffering day to day. And because we're so used to just uh, moving, um, a lot of times, you know, we're moving without actually going anywhere. And so we're spinning our wheels in essence when we we, we are navigating as fathers, as husbands right. or whatever the situation may be. And so what Brian is really referring to is this idea that, like, we need to untap um, we need to tap into that that inner self and be able to reflect and be emotionally healthy, really. You know, it's really interesting because uh, I'm going to go to you, Marlon, because I know you're into yoga. And, and and just recently, my wife has always told me to stretch. She's been, And my daughter was a, uh, was a professional tennis player, so they was always in there stretching. And, and I walk by and go, huh. I don't have time for that. And in <laughs> my life, and then so finally, my body, my body just gave up. You know, it just it, it was aching. It was like feeling bad. I I felt like my age. Okay, I walked mm. like my age, and and so and I started stretching, and and that's what I, that's that's the whole part of the conversation that we're talking about. Being able to provide us with additional information that can make our life better, and I have to bring that up about you because you. That's why I love when I when I was doing my research on you three guys. I read the article about you three guys. Each one of you guys is kind of like you know if 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 I just put you on like different statues, you affected emotion, physically, and visionary different layers. You Ooh, know, one sees something, one shapes something, and then one goes inside and and, and spiritually evolves you. And then and that's what that's what I've done to, to for me to go in a room and stretch for thirty minutes. It's something I thought I could never do because I'm one of those Type A personality people. So talk to us about that, Marlon. <sighs> Yeah, man. You know, anthropologically speaking, your well, no, come on, come on. No, you you going to start out with the big word up front like that, bro? <laughs> anthropologically <laughs> speaking? <laughs> How do y'all put up with this guy, Anthony Bryan? How do y'all put up with Big Denver like this? O-F-F-T-O-P. Off top. Like, when you think of, like, how humans evolve or develop, Mm-hmm. Your capacity to evolve is directly proportionate to your willingness to be vulnerable. Right. We are only as growth centered as we are available mm-hmm. to vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And we believe that vulnerability is access to transformation for black men. Right. Whereas we've been taught that we should move away from things that have a semblance of sensitivity or gentleness, like stretching, right. like crying, mm-hmm. like accepting a compliment and giving one. Mm-hmm. Yet we are finding that the evolution of black men is in need of the desire to open up to new things through vulnerability. You know right. what I mean? Because we've been taught that to be strong means um, to be resistant and to be resilient means to be hard. But right. that ain't necessarily true because we can flow like water from one movement in our lives to the right. next. Right. Through vulnerability. And that's what we believe. Absolutely. I, I, my wife always tells me so people will compliment me on my show early on when I first started three years ago. And I would say, can you tell them thank you when they say something nice to you? I go, well, oh, I didn't say that. 
Oh, oh, and wow. I, I realized wow. I, I was not acknowledging uh, people when they were complimentary of them because it wasn't in my mindset. It wasn't in my lifestyle. It wasn't my approach to how you do business. You know, you know, the, 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 the interesting thing about being a black man, that's why I was attracted to this because of the fact that we all know how women have evolved, especially the black female. You know, they're, yeah. black females have always been the dominant in our lives as black men. You know that. And but the black men have seen to have set there and not evolved and so brian when mm. i brian when i look at you and i look at because all three of you guys look differently and that's that's the beauty of walking in a room you know that means you have different stories that means you're gonna send different messages different, different when people see you they're gonna perceive certain things about you and i and that's that's why i really i'm telling you i was just captivated by the whole concept because you three guys didn't look like three guys who might hang out but mm. but but you look like three guys who were the right three guys to get to get the message that I need tied to the Black Man Project? Am I missing anything, Brian? Come on now, I, I'm just I'm yeah. just talking, man, from afar. Man, <laughs> you know, that's that's a really great observation, man, and and that's really important that we are able to tap into like all the many like angles of like a Black man, mm -hmm. like some somebody being able to look at me and identify with me, somebody being able to look at Marlon and identify with Marlon, and the same with Anthony. Like I feel like together. We just represent so many different things in black men. Right. And collectively, man, we have this super strength that we can extend bits of ourselves to them as a group. And, and that's really important. You know, it's, it's, it's so important because of the fact that, Anthony, your hands. You know, like here's here's a little bit about me. I was a former stand-up comic. Uh, I, I played a musical instrument, B flat clarinet. You know, uh, they said, you know, I, I had the skills as an artist, but I didn't follow through on that. You know, God blessed me in a lot of different ways, and He allowed me just to focus where I felt my strength were at, the, at every moment of my life. That's why a lot of people call me a Renaissance man because I pivot yeah. on you, dude. I bake a cake. I give you a speech. I manage your talent. I produce a TV show. I do a podcast. I'm the pivot king here, okay? The pivot and king. I'm a pivot. Yes. If this business, what you've learned is that you got to be able to pivot. And so that's what I love about all three of you guys. See, y'all can pivot three different ways. But right. I also know y'all are so deep that it's more to the to the to the title that I give you give you. Mm, you know what I'm saying? Mm. I know that beyond being an anthropologist, there's more to Marlon. There's more than Anthony. You being a sculptor, there's more to you. When I say that, when, when you get when when someone assumes something about you, and a lot of people assume a lot of things about black men, that's why I like this project. That's why I'm happy. I'm almost jealous. I'm, I'm kind of jealous too, because this is a cold thing to be a part of, Anthony. Come on now, come on, preach to me, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. I mean, it's really interesting. Interesting that you're talking about that because one of the problems with, I guess, the way the world perceives black people, which is a conversation we we've we've certainly had, but we've also had within the scope of the project, is that black people are perceived as a monolith. Like we, they, they, they perceive us as just one thing. Like right. we just echo one tone. Right. And I think that uh, for us, you know, it's really interesting that you also mentioned, you said that like when you saw uh, one of the trailers, you said, you know, when you looked at us, we just, we look like three different men from three different spheres. And it almost had a sense that maybe we wouldn't just be together in a normal situation, but mm -hmm. we were the right three men to have this project. Mm -hmm. One of the, one of the valuable things about this project is that we always preach to is the, the fact that we're friends. Like we do life together. Yes. You know, yeah. all three of us are That's fathers. Real. 
we have a lot of commonalities that are they go well beyond the surface. Mm-hmm. And we come from that's what makes our friendship friendship so strong is yes. that we come from different from different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm I personally am in awe of these two brothers. Like I look at them every day and I find out something new or I see something different. We also evolve together. Right. And so we try to implant as much of that essence of how we do life together into yes. the project. And we invite the brothers to also take part in life in that same way. Wow. Marlon, you know, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, I sense a cool, uh, a sense of uh, entertainment flair with you, you know, you, you know, a, a spokesperson type skill, you know, out there in the front of the pack. You know what I'm saying? Black, really cool. black lives matter to you as well as the other two. But I feel they that do. you you be out there running in front with the sign. Running. <laughs> Everybody else tired. You still running. Why y'all tired? I told y'all to stretch. I told y'all to stretch. <laughs> I told y'all to stretch. <laughs> you right. I told y'all to stretch. You brought it back, Michelle. You brought it back. You brought it back. Hey, Marlon, man. I, I really, you know, we're the time of, I'm going to tell you something, man, the Black Man Project, man, how timely, because, um, you know, the George Floyd, it goes on, it goes on and on, man. You know, all three of us, all four of us, cops stop us, we have concerns, even before George Floyd. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. Yeah. And so when I look at this project, you guys travel. The reason I think it's important that the, the travel part conversation I'm bringing up is because of the fact that. Is it the same story everywhere? Bro, we thought that it wouldn't be. We thought that as we move from city to city and context to context, from Google to a dusty barbershop in Crenshaw, that maybe there would be some difference in how men viewed the masks they have to wear yes. because of how they are seen. But it wasn't, bro. Mm-hmm. The Googlers, these high impact leaders who are moving up the socioeconomic um, ladder, progressively had the same challenges of being black and male as the brothers we met in the barbershop in Crenshaw. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, And so what we discover is that this is not a problem that is driven by class as much as it's driven by a desire for a change in culture. Right. Culture must change. And here's the truth, bruh. At the end of the day, when black men can flourish as human beings, all of humanity The sum total of humanity flourishes. There are contributions for us to make as black men when we are free that will liberate the whole world in a unique way. And so our work is not just about black men. It begins there. Our work is to heal black men as a means to the end of bringing transformation to every human race. All people will be transformed when black men, black women, when black folk get free. Absolutely. I saw Brian was, you know, Brian, I, I can tell he was, he had a comment on this. So Brian, I'm not even, just, just do your thing, brother. What you about to say? No, I didn't. I'm in, I'm in total agreement with what Marlon is saying. I'm just, you're piggybacking, man. It was so accurate, so true. And it's so, you said something earlier and I just really want to take that space to this space to say, you know, acknowledge the black sisters, man, for. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, for spearheading. And just being ahead of time or being on time. Right. Because they are the examples that we follow, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And they've done such a really great space at creating space for one another mm-hmm. that it would behoove us not to do the same, you know. Yes. Now, let's, let's talk about the, um, you know, 
when I when I see white people marching, um, that, that 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 excites me because we can't mm-hmm. win unless everybody understands our cause, understands our That's pain, right, or try to relate to what we sit down. I remember I remember after the first weekend rioting, I had like five white friends called me, and they went, I didn't know. Wow. They, I didn't know. At first, they asked me, how you doing? You know, because they, they didn't know how to get into the conversation. They just went, uh, how you doing? I said, I'm, I'm fine. But what, what what made me mad was that white people have denied who we are. You know, they won't tell people, white people, how we were treated in slavery, because that's, that's a hard conversation to have. Be, be sitting in a room and say, you know, you treated us like this. So acknowledge it with an apology or acknowledge it with that you did something wrong to us so we can move on. And that's the problem that the, the, the people are having in that transition because they were not educated. They went from, you know, the revolution. Yeah. Blacks were freed in 1863. Then they went to Brown versus the Board of Education. Then they went to the I Have a Dream speech. Then they went to Martin Luther, well, excuse me, the civil rights uh, after, after I skipped the yeah, so I have a dream speech. Then the the Voting Right Act. Then they went to Martin Luther King assassination. Then they pretty much stopped. Yeah, they pretty much stopped on <laughs> Black History right there. And so, so they, didn't, they they didn't talk about us participating in nothing. They didn't talk about any of our inventions. They just kind of stopped. And then we had yeah, Budweiser every February come out with the King and Queen calendar. That was it. Mm, that I was it. That. That was it. I remember that too. That was our black history team. So, so, so when I see these young people walking out there talking, talking about holding the Black Lives Matter, I remember I was driving down the street and this, it was the street. This little white kid just had a Black Lives Matter sign. It stunned me so hard I forgot to blow my horn. I was like, what the, what, what, what's going on here? <laughs> he just by himself holding a Black Lives Matter sign in the heart of the white community. Okay, he yes. wasn't in. I'm in Atlanta. He wasn't in South South Atlanta. He was South Georgia. He was right here in Buckhead with his Ooh. little sign by himself, like he was like them sandwich signs. You know, when you be flipping them subways yeah, and all that. Yeah, he just had his up, sign. He was he was dancing. Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Black Lives Matter. I was like, Praise wow, God. wow, and, God. and that's why when I saw your project and it was. And it was before the, the before the before the before the riots happened, or the, 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 which I'm so glad they've calmed down and we're on point with the mission. The mission is to create change, so they won't yes. be doing all that stuff. So, so, so Anthony, hey brother, you know I, Brian Marlin, I, hey man, I'm so proud of y'all. Man, we're so Thank proud you, of you. Proud of you <laughs> we're so proud of you, man, because <laughs> what, where, whereas this is the work that we do. Like it's the person you are. Like man. you are an incarnation yeah. of our work. So no need to be jealous. Hey you man, are our work. When, 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 I, when I say jealous, you know that's a playful jealous. You know because I can't. No, you know, I know what you mean. Because my exactly life is my mean. life is way over here, and I like to be in that barbershop because I I've been in Crenshaw. I lived in L.A. fifteen years. So it's not too well, many places in this country. I lived in Chicago four years. I lived in New York two years. It I lived in so it's not. I was a stand up comedian. I performed in forty two of these fifty states. So it's not too many areas I have not so seen the dope. black experience. And so, so I know how I felt in each state. It was the same thing. I was a black man. 
I was a black man in every state, fellas. All 42 yeah. of them. I did 80 cruise ships. When I walked on those cruise ships, I was a black man on that cruise ship. And that's yeah. unfair. And that's why I appreciate you guys coming together with the Black Man Project because those that story needs to be told. And it has yes. to be told a different way because guess what? When a white person goes on the goes out, they just a white person. They don't feel different. Right. When they go into Papa Do's, they don't feel different they when are, they go into they City are, Hall. Yeah. They don't feel different when they get stopped by the police. But black men do. Yeah. Yeah. Help me, guys. Help hey, me. Yeah. Is that the essence of what we're talking about here with the Black Man Project, Brian? That is. And what will happen in the world when that won't be the case? Yes. Like, and one, one thing I love about James Baldwin mm-hmm. is how he reverse engineered the concept and the solution to racism. Right. His his concept was that racism is not necessarily black people's problem. Right. Racism is a mental illness, a mental Mm. illness that is inherent in the experience of white privilege. Yes. And so the first step to moving into a progressive phase for our white friends and family members who say, how can I help is for them to to get help, to get therapy because you're sick. <laughs> Racism wow. is an illness. It is. It's, uh, it's, it's a pandemic bigger than COVID, man. Yeah. Uh, over the last, okay, the COVID nineteen is, is we won't even get into that because of the fact that that is that is uh, systemic racism personified five, five times in a minority wow. community. But in recently, the last thirty days, we've seen a lot of changes. I want to ask each one of you guys. Or, or the question is this. Something that has happened that you didn't think would happen, would have happened or changed by, by, you mm. know, out there. Starting with you, Brian. Question. What the last 30 days, changes happened. What shocked you the most and one of the things that changed? That is a loaded question, man. But if I had to pinpoint one thing. I don't know this brother's name. And it's, I mean, honestly, it's, it's no one thing that tops the other, but this is what's like, this thing that's on my mind. This brother in Mississippi, he played for Ole Miss or Mississippi State. The running back. Running back. And he's like, man, if y'all don't change this flag, I'm not going to play here no more. Now, you know, we know that for these colleges, these black athletes, right. they are the money. For him to stand in that space and all the remarks that came back to him um, that were so ugly, so negative. Yes. But he stood in a space where a lot of people would have been afraid to. And I applaud him, brother, man, because now they are in the process of doing just that. You know, and you said it earlier, like we you thought that Barack Obama being president would be the thing that, you know, would be the highlight of your life. Right. Right. But you have a state like Mississippi, which is rooted in the most extreme racism that, you know, one can think of right. a flag that is um, rooted in oppression of black people. I just think that that itself is pretty, pretty amazing. Right. Anthony. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. My kids are up and running around. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, 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 there certainly has been a, a large uh, swell of <clears throat> where you see a lot of the athletes speaking out. You know, Bubba Wallace being one of NASCAR. So I'm just piggybacking to Brian. But I think, man, for me, like what really stands out is uh, 
man, white, white accomplices, you know, like for so long, people use this, this word ally, you know, to describe the, the uh, Eurocentric brothers and sisters who are, uh, who have been quote unquote down for the cause. And we already know that, uh, you know, um, you know, action uh, or, or, or wanting to see change is dead without having actual action behind it. Yes. Yes. So now we're starting to see these accomplices. I mean, we got to the point where during the height of the protest, we saw whole assemblies where it was nothing but white people. Right. <laughs> you know, and I thought that was that was so amazing to me, you know, to see, you know, so many of our uh, I keep saying accomplices, you know, ready to go out here and they were ready to put in work for the cause of the black man. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that was something I, I don't I don't think I would have ever seen, you know, um, you know, growing up, seeing uh, <laughs> many of these things go on. You know, you just never saw that many white people ready to take up, you know, the cause of, of black people and, and people of color around the world, but especially for black men and black women out here being killed. And so that was the, that to me, that was, that was pivotal. Thank you. Marlon. Yeah. I think the same thing. Like, you know, I was, I, I do teach yoga. I am a yogi. And one of the things that, that we believe is that we make investments mm-hmm. in our consciousness. You right. know, we sow seed, a seed time and harvest. You sow a seed, you grow a plant. And one of the things that surprised me that I never thought would happen is that the conversation I've been hoping to have with my yogis been having with my yogis that I'm hoping for them to receive is that white privilege. Um, if you gave up half of your white privilege, you would still have enough white privilege for about three generations. Right. You know? Mm -hmm. And so I've been inviting my white yogis and conscious friends to see giving up half of their privilege as an investment in their consciousness. And it's happening. Like people are become, are becoming keenly aware that they are responsible mm-hmm. to be anti-racist, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of uh, white folks are saying. And one thing that I've been sharing with them is that it's even a privilege to be anti-racist because if I'm anti-racist, I become a martyr. Mm-hmm. I can get killed. But mm-hmm. when they become an anti-racist, they become moralist. Mm-hmm. And so that's what excites me is that people are gaining moral ground and spiritual consciousness who are white by investing their privilege. And I'm grateful. Well, you know, um, you know, um, I'm moved by you three gentlemen. I am emotionally moved because of the fact that um, you guys are my voice. You, 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 you're telling stories. I, when I look back at my life, sometimes I wish I would have had a camera on my life a lot more. Of a, just a, it can be a steel camera, a video camera. Because I understand, just, bro. But we, and so when I heard about you guys, the Black Man Project documenting and brother what a what a great time to be documenting brothers yeah. brian anthony marlon what a great time what a beautiful what a blessed time Thank to be you. documenting yeah. the black man experience right now because yes. it has always been documented in church it has always been documented at the barbershop but brother Y'all going outside of those two realms. And there is a story that I want to see. I want to read. And, um, you know, man, I'm just, dude, I'm going to tell you something. Well, this is what I owe y'all. I owe an individual interview with you, Brian. I owe an individual interview with you, Anthony. And I owe an individual interview with you, Marlon, because, because you guys each have a layer that should be allow me to just talk to you. Okay, yeah. I'm just I'm just happy I got to talk to the the geniuses, the geniuses. Okay, 
Let me, let me, let me go. We're supposed to say thank you. supposed to say thank you. Come on, bro. I'm supposed to say thank you, okay? <laughs> thank you, man. Thank Behind you the so black much. Tell us how we can reach out to you guys, social media and uh, the website, so we can uh, start showing love and just starting uh, like a donation button on there, all that good stuff. Talk mm-hmm. to us, okay? Mm-hmm. All that stuff, man. Um, you can reach out to us. Uh, through email at theblackmanproject365 at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us at theblackmanproject.com. We also have a donation button there. We are now a uh, 501c3. So, you know, for those who are looking to, you know, help on the things that we are doing, the transformative work that we are doing in the community, uh, traveling the nation, please feel free um to, to donate to the cause um also on instagram the black man project there you go there you go there you go anthony marlin in closing remarks man, man we're just, grateful for you man yeah thank you again for having us man we really appreciate being having our voices amplified so thank you brother. well brother i i got my work to do see i got it <laughs> i i always consider myself a mouthpiece i've i've i've, I've 4500 for ford home depot the steve harvey's of the world the kevin hart's of the world the movies the tv show Stephen a smith the black man project is my next amplification brother understand what i'm talking about you, i swear to you i swear to you I will pass all right. my skills to you guys. So always Thank know you. if you want some promoted, contact me. Samantha's my girl, but I love you guys, man. Like Thank I said, you, Samantha. Thank you so much. The Houston Chronicle. Job, I read it. I said I gotta get these guys, and she came back. They are gonna do the show. I go yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Thank y'all, man, for coming on Money Making Conversations. I appreciate you guys. All right, okay? brother. Thank you. Sean. Thank you. Sean. All right, stay blessed. Stay blessed. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Bye-bye. If you want to hear more Money Making Conversation interviews, please go to Money Making Conversations. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.